I'm Adam Riley. It's June 24th, Tuesday, and you're listening to the Scrum Podcast. We've just learned that the Supreme Judicial Court here in Massachusetts has said that voters will get to weigh in on whether the state's casino law should be repealed. Peter Kadzis, what's your reaction to this ruling and what it means for Massachusetts politics? Well, first of all, um, for political junkies, it's a tremendous shot in the arm. The governor's race and the attorney general's race is going to be a lot more intense, a lot more interesting. Let me run down the big winners as I see it. Obviously, Scott Hoshbarger's group uh, repealed the casino deal. They won this one. But in, in narrow political terms, I see this as a big win for progressive of Democrat Don Berwick, who had the chutzpah to attract early attention by opposing casinos. Also, Democrat Mara Healy, the putative underdog in the primary race for attorney general, her Democratic opponent, Warren Tolman, you know, the favorite of organized labor who likes those casino job construction jobs prospects. I mean, she's a big winner as well. Let me just jump in there to read a little bit, maybe the whole thing if I can read fast, uh, Maura Healy's statement on the ruling, which she put out, you know, within minutes of the SJC uh, announcing its decision. The SJC made the right call on the facts and for history, casinos are bad economic policy and I strongly support repeal. Uh, And let me fast forward to the part. Every week, headlines show us what a mess this casino law has become embroiled in conflict, controversy, and political, sorry, potential corruption. Uh, Ellipsis, my opponent in this race has deep ties to the gambling industry and casino backers. I'm on the side of the people and support their right to vote. Let's repeal this law. There's Maura Healy. Maura Healy may be able to ride this issue to uh, victory in September. We'll see. I'll tell you, the real, real winners are the broadcast industry, radio and television in Massachusetts. This race is going to attract tens of millions of dollars from anti-casino groups all around the nation. And that's going to fill the coffers mm. of uh, uh, radio and TVs. Don't forget, we're not for profit. We you know, won't benefit. Ju- just to um, back up a little bit, it's worth reminding uh, ourselves and I think anyone who's listening what a crazy narrative this casino fight has followed. Remember, when Sal DeMacy was the Speaker of the House, he was such a staunch opponent of casino gambling and he was going to make sure that it was not legalized despite the governor's interest. Then, you know, you fast forward to a couple of years ago when the law was passed and you had the governor, the House Speaker, the Senate President, you know, with some disagreement on the details, but all in agreement that this would be good economic policy for the Commonwealth. I have to say, I thought that, you know, we were going to get three casinos, no problem. When Tom Anino was mayor, I took it for granted that there was no way that the East Boston voters were going to vote against a casino, but they did. And now all of a sudden we've got the tide shifting with things sort of pointing back to where we were when Sal DeMacy was Speaker of the House and opposing this. It just feels like there's been this, a couple really striking reversals of fortune. Maybe I'm being overly dramatic here. No, I I mean... The national political narrative is that people are revolting against the political elites. And I have to say I more or less shared your opinion as well. Um, So this, um, this ballot question could turn out to be uh, sort of an anti-politician issue. Um, It, it, the whole thing is is uh, uh, just an incredible 
narrative of unpredictability. Let me ask you what you think it means for uh, Charlie Baker, who is probably going to be the Republican nominee for governor. He was on Boston Public Radio a couple days ago and was being pressed by Jim Browdy on why he doesn't just say, you know, we should start with one casino and take it from there, which is a position he had, I think, in the last governor's race. And Baker was really, he, he was he was dodging Browdy's attempts to get him to take a firm stand on casinos. Do you expect him to uh, to come out with a, you know, either something laudatory on this ruling or some sort of a crisper explanation of what he thinks should happen going forth? And and also, sorry, to, I'm, I'm talking no, no, too much here. Okay. What do you think he's going to do? And, and big picture, how do you think this is going to affect him in, uh, in November? And maybe the answer to the uh, second question depends on the first. This this presents Charlie Baker with an interesting opportunity to straddle and surf. I don't think he's going to be able to avoid taking a position on this issue. He's benefited so far by calling into question the wisdom of having three casinos. Now that the issue's open on the table, I think it's going to force him to choose. I mean, I assume he's going to choose by the way he sees the political stars aligning. So that would suggest that he's going to come down against casinos? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what will his Tea Party opponent say? Let's not forget, even though he's, you know... Mark Fisher. Mark Fisher even though Baker is the hands-down favorite, this is inconvenient. This was unscripted. How will this affect the Republican primary, if at all? All right, closing question for you. How do you think this is going to affect Governor Patrick's legacy? I don't think it'll have any effect at all. I mean, um, his embrace of casinos has been ardent at some times, rather... um, rather cool with others. I'm not sure. Cool, especially of late. Especially of late. Um, his his legacy is going to be tied to transportation and ed- education, not gaming. Even if voters decide that we want casinos after all? Oh, no. If we if voters decide they want casinos after all, he will embrace casinos once again. Well, and that, that, that be will a... become part of his legacy right. for But if there's repeal, you think this is sort of wiped off the slate when it comes to us looking back on Patrick's eight years in office? We'll see just how slick he is. All right, Peter Kadzis, as always, thanks for chatting with me. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Scrum Podcast. And remember, you can find more Scrum Podcasts on our blog, which is at blogs.wgbh.org slash scrum. I'm Adam Riley from WGBH, and we'll talk to you again soon. Viva Las Vegas!